morning. Good morning. Welcome. There's no snow, so you were able to make it to service today. Yay. Um, well, welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. Uh, it is good to be here, and happy uh, Advent 3. So we missed Advent 2. That happened last year as well. You may recall, I was a little bummed, but uh, hopefully you caught up on uh, scripture and, and uh, nativity videos um, on our Facebook page. Um, trying to do announcements a little bit differently, so I want to invite you to just look at the announcements section in your bulletin. There are a couple I do want to highlight. One is um, there's a piece of paper in your bulletin because we're doing a hymn sing on December 30th, so you are invited to write down maybe some favorite hymns and put this in the offering plate. Also, there's a board meeting tomorrow. It was rescheduled after last week, so you don't want to miss that. Um, so tomorrow at 7, and then Steve has a quick announcement. Just wanted to uh, say from the outreach committee, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of you that contributed to the Giving Tree. Also, uh, Mary Munford did extend their date until Wednesday for getting those things in, so if you missed getting yours in today, contact Liz Hewlett and, and make arrangements to, to get them into her. Great, thank you. And with that, let us prepare our hearts to worship God. The ways are crowded. God is not lost. The journey is long. God's light guides our feet. This morning, we relight the first candle of Advent, reminding us that God is everywhere, in this sanctuary and beyond. And we light the second candle of Advent, reminding us that God is home to us. And this morning, we light the third candle of Advent, reminding us that even when life is crowded and busy, God is not lost and present with us.
please join me in a confession. Our ways are not our own, O oh God. We hurry and race, twist and turn, trying to keep up, trying to get ahead, trying to stand out in the crowd. We change our ways at a moment's whim. We change our minds by fear or persuasion. We are told where to go, where not to go. We struggle to listen for you. We cannot sense your way. Where the ways are crowded and confused, guide us, we pray. Where the noise fills our ears, bring a quiet peace to our hearts. We come to you confessing what is on our hearts and minds. We do so trusting that you want to hear our petitions and that you have already forgiven what needs to be forgiven. We believe that our prayers will be answered in your time and in your almighty wisdom. Amen. At peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. seated. Those of you that are young and young at heart, I invite you to come forward and join me up front for a short nativity moment.
Annabelle, Isaac, come on, Jensen, Ellie, Alyssa. Who else? Anybody else? Come on forward. Jess, yes. Hayden, Graham, come on up. Andrew, join him. Terry, come on up. Have a seat, friends. Amelie, how about you go sit with Alyssa? There you go, perfect. Good morning, everyone. Can everybody see me from here? So, I know it's been two weeks since we were last up here, but more characters have joined us at our nativity scenes. One was being played with back in the family seating area, this one right here. So the first week that we had a nativity moment up here, just the animals were in the stable. But now some other friends have joined them. So who else do we have here? Any ideas? An Annabelle? Farmer. We might have a farmer. He kind of looks like a farmer. His name is Joseph. He's a carpenter. Yep, so this is Joseph. Do you want to hold on to Joseph for me? Ellie, who else we got here? Mary, very good. We have another person in our stable. Her name is Mary. Do you know who Mary is? Any ideas? He, she is Jesus's mother, exactly. Jensen, who else do we have here? Come on over, Graham. We have an angel. Do you know? That's Angel Gabriel. So, we also have the animals here, but because we missed last week, we're going to catch up a little bit, okay? So there's a whole lot of the story to tell in a short amount of time, so stay with me. Buckle your seatbelts. Guess what I have at home? What do you have at home? A chocolate advent calendar. Oh, you're counting down. It is. You make such a good point. It is the season of Advent, and that is why we are telling the nativity story because we are waiting. What are we waiting for? Christmas. We're waiting for Christmas. And what happens on Christmas? You get presents from Santa. <laughs> yes, and we get an even bigger gift too. Jesus is born. That's a huge present that we get. It's a huge gift for us. But part of the story leading up to Jesus' birth that we tell during Advent is that Mary Ellie's holding Mary. Hold her up nice and high. Mary was visited by an angel, Angel Gabriel. Hold Angel Gabriel up nice and high. Mary was visited by an angel, and the angel said, Mary, you are going to have a, a baby. Exactly. Mary, you are going to have a baby, and it is God's gift. And Mary was... Surprised. What is your best surprised face? <gasps> Let me see it. <gasps> Graham, that's a good one. Yeah, your best surprise face. Mary was surprised. She said, me? Have a baby? No way. And the angel said, yes, God is with you. You are going to have God's son, and you are going to name him Jesus. You are going to name him Jesus. Yes. Exactly. Really? So that, yeah, really. I promise. And so that is the part of the story that we tell today. That an angel came 
And then Mary was a little scared too. Can I see your best scared face? So sometimes when we are surprised by something, we get a little scared too. And the angel also said, don't be afraid. God is with you. God will always be with you. Okay? So that's the part of the story we tell today. Next week, we're going to meet another character in the story. Who else is there to meet? Um, Graham, who, who you think? Yes, yeah, so we met Joseph a little bit today. We might meet him a little, we'll tell a little bit more of his story next week. Yeah, who else is there to meet, Ellie? God. God? Yeah, well, God is in each part of this story exactly, but there's a little baby that's left to be born. Jensen? Uh, yeah, so we're going to meet. Ah, so there might be some shepherds coming up and some kings. So you have to come back because there is more of God's story to tell. Okay, so now we're going to wander out for wandering through worship. If you are joining us for that, you can head, you can follow Miss Alyssa towards the back of the sanctuary. Thank you. Yes, you can put Mary back in the stable. Thank you. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It's mismarked in the bulletin. It's actually 1 through 7. So I invite you to read along or to actively listen as I read. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The word of the Lord... Um, Holly, us, Holly. Hold on. I invite us to join our voices to sing Joy to the World, our congregational hymn, on page 143. Stand and sing. We can do that. We don't usually do this, but we're going to sing Joy to the World, the first verse. Holly, Holly, hang on. Hold on. Let us sing first. After. Sorry, I messed up.
Holly, I've been trying to get your attention all service. It's, it's uh, really serious. Uh, why are we singing a Christmas song on December 16th? We should not be singing Joy to the World yet. Actually, we are still in Advent. This is liturgically inappropriate. Those people that utilize Advent to really play on the idea of drawing out the theme of expectation and the practice of waiting and putting yourself into the nativity story, painfully waiting and wondering, not knowing exactly when the Messiah will come. You're one of those Advent purists, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean... That and the fact that each time a Christmas song is sung during Advent, a Jedi turns to the dark side. I did not know that, Darren. Thank you. I hear you. I get it. It is absolutely countercultural to actually wait for something and not give in to our culture's instant gratification. And by singing joy to the world, we aren't practicing that. But did you hear the scripture lesson for today? Jesus is born. A little early. Okay, yes, a little early. I know we just love everything in our timeline. But we are sharing the Christmas story a little differently this Advent. We are focused on the nativity story as we hear it in Luke, introducing some major characters each week. Of course, it's been thrown off a bit because of the weather, but the way the nativity story plays out in Luke's gospel by the third week of Advent Mary and Joseph go to be registered in Bethlehem, and the time comes to give birth. Truth is, there isn't much to Luke's nativity story. There isn't much to Matthew's story either. It passes by so quickly that if you aren't paying attention, you may miss it. The scripture says, while they were there, the time came for Mary to deliver her child. It's so simple. It's barely a birth announcement. And if you're too busy rushing to the store and buying presents and shoveling snow and drinking your hot cocoa, or as we discussed this morning, yelling at people in the Kroger parking lot, you might miss it altogether. It makes me wonder what else we may miss during Advent and Christmas. Because of our location of Richmond, Virginia, and perhaps our lack of cartography, that's the study of maps, and because of technology like GPS, we may miss the fact that Bethlehem is 6,000 miles away from us. And more importantly, we may miss that Mary and Joseph are making a 100-mile trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 100 
miles. This was not a family vacation. It isn't going to be a fun trip. It was not during a season when the weather was nice or even the right personal time. No one wants to ride a donkey for 100 miles when they are pregnant. Just so that they can be registered and be taxed appropriately. And because there is 2,000 years between us and the nativity story, we may miss the political climate that sets the birth of Jesus. We should remember that Jesus was born in an atmosphere of upheaval and social discontent. Herod and Roman officials held all the wealth and power. It was a tense and often confrontational relationship between the haves and the have-nots. And let us remember that Herod was brutal. Jesus was essentially born into a third world military dictatorship. It was a society where everyone was coerced. And if we aren't paying attention to the entire story, we may miss how Bethlehem has been a destination of so many sacred stories. There are lots of stories with lots of layers of people who are drawn back to Bethlehem time and time again. How Bethlehem seems to be a place for doers and seekers and searchers and dreamers for all different reasons. In the Old Testament, Ruth and Naomi are drawn back to Bethlehem after a situation of loss and grief, and separation of family. And they go to get a new lease on life. And Samuel is directed by God to go to Bethlehem when he is grieving over Saul to go and anoint David as the new king. And now Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem to fulfill their duty for good governance. And soon shepherds who are watching their flocks will be intruded upon and redirected to Bethlehem. Bethlehem, the city of David, where there is an interaction of God and empire and soon a new story of redemption. But we may miss it all if we aren't paying attention. We may miss how God shows up in unexpected places and times and people. We may miss it if we think Jesus is just going to show up the way he always shows up in our safe, static sanctuary, a place of Secure stability where nothing ever changes, where we can cool off or cool down and just for 60 minutes, chill out. 
But if that is the case, we have missed the story and the entire purpose of Advent and the miracle of Christmas. We will miss that God enters the world in unexpected places and at unexpected times. We will be too consumed with the powers and principalities of the world that scream, stay in line, and this is the way it is to be done. This is the expectation. This is the way to make money and to have control and to stay ahead and to keep up with the Joneses. We will hear those voices helping us and believe the lie that this is the prestigious way and the easy way and the way to be popular and to succeed and to keep your head down staring at your phone and building walls and keeping others out because that is the way to stay safe. Until we realize we no longer dare to look up at the star above or the road ahead leading us all the way to Bethlehem. Do you want to miss it? Do you want to miss God disrupting this world by the countercultural revolution of a baby being born in a stable to an unwed poor mother and father whose life is so revolutionary it still teaches us to think beyond ourselves and to love our neighbor even 2,000 years later? To believe that if we have the courage to act and disrupt the status quo, we don't even have to fear death. That no matter what, we are loved. That no matter what, we will be okay. That we will be accepted just as we are. Do you want to miss that? It might do us good to wake up and pay attention. It might do us good to follow the road to Bethlehem and not just worship Jesus, but to follow him. Jesus is born to show us a different way of being in the world. When we are told that it is the wrong time, in the wrong place, and the wrong people. And here God's love breaks through. Imagine if we wake up and go and do likewise. I invite us to stand and sing our hymn of commitment, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, found on page 16, if you are able to stand, I invite you to do so.
so this week I was talking to Graham, and I said, Graham, do you want to help me with the prayers of the people? And he said, the prayers of all the people? So I think we would be here quite a long time if I prayed the prayers of all the people, but I'll pray a few of the prayers that I've been carrying for myself, and then I'll give time for each of you all to elevate some of the prayers that you're carrying in your hearts too. Um, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. At this time, I pray for our world leaders our U.S. leaders, our state leaders, and our local leaders. I feel like every time when I turn on the TV, there's scary things happening. May all of their moral compasses be appropriately calibrated and adjusted this Advent season. To be with all of those in the detention camps as they've ventured into uh, the U.S. Um, be with those affected by weather and natural disasters recently. Um, I pray for those who have recently lost loved ones, either this year or in recent years. It's always tough during these times of year. Um, I pray for all of those in our prayer list and our bulletin. Pray for the many groups sharing our building um, that they find peace. I pray for our church staff, all the many hats that they wear. May they find joy in each of those hats and find energy in putting those hats on. I pray for our 2019 church leaders, those already identified and those we will, who will soon feel a calling to volunteer in new capacities. May all embrace the concept of a simple church. I pray for our church building. May we find peace in this area during 2019, whether it be from historical levels of rain or the annual scents and smells that find their way to visit us. Bless the path of transformation we started almost five years ago. I pray to give us all strength to share our faith with strangers along our path each week and invite those strangers to come sit with you at church, the church that we all love. We know that we have a little extra space in the pews. I pray that we all have a safe holiday season and safe travels until we meet again. And now if you all have prayers you'd like to share, please feel free to do so. God, for all the prayers that were elevated and for those that weren't, I know you're always listening to us, the prayers of all the people. Um, one I forgot to mention, but our foster dog, who's now in a new home, 
Um, I know he's having surgery tomorrow, so pray for him and um, for all those that are tend to his knees at the veterinarian. Another funny thing that Graham said this week, he said, the world's coming together. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's the uh, commercial for Amazon. But this morning he said, Mommy, um, I do feel it. Christ's name we pray. The love of God is born new in the world as often as we embody that love in the works of compassion and peace and justice. Let us offer our gifts in a spirit of generosity and hope. pray with these gifts dear God accept the praise and thanksgiving of our hearts which rejoice in your goodness and love let our gifts let our gifts point to your presence in the world and further your dream for the world through Jesus Emmanuel God with us amen you may be seated God in Christ breaks down the walls that make us strangers to ourselves 
and divide us from one another. We are the body of Christ. Around this table, we enact our faith. The body is broken, is restored to wholeness. Life blood poured out brings healing to our world. Let us prepare our hearts for communion by singing our hymn, The First Noel. We will sing verses 1 and 2. As we gather around this table, we remember that when Jesus, on the night Jesus was to be betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and gave it to his disciples and said, This bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he poured wine into it. And said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. This morning we do partake of communion by intention, and you will be invited forward to take a piece of bread and dip it into the cup and partake of the elements together. Let us pray. In thanksgiving and celebration for this season, O God, and all that it means and is meant for so many generations, we give you our thanks, we come to you in prayer, we come in celebration to this Holy Supper, which reminds us that the child who is we are waiting for is also the one who will die for our sins. It's a terrible thing to think, a child growing up just to be sacrificed for us, we're not worthy. We don't deserve it, but somehow you love us so very much, you sent your only begotten into the world that we might have life.
Help us, dear God, to live out our lives to be worthy of such a gift. Oh, we may fail along the way, we may trip along the path, but you know, you're always there to pick us up, to move us on, to remind us that when we partake of this bread, we're partaking in symbol in sim symbolically of his body, broken, tortured, died for us on Calvary's cross. Bless this fellowship, bless this season. May Christmas live with us. May the songs of Christmas be sung not only during this season, but all year long. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. All-knowing and all-loving God, as we go through this season of the year when gifts are sometimes uppermost in our minds, we come to this table of remembrance to recall the wonderful gift of Jesus, whose life sets the example for us of how to live in such a way that it reflects what we understand of you. Help us to release ourselves from the endless round of buying and spending and concentrate on, instead on real giving, giving that has no expectation of a return. Help us to see you in the needy, the homeless, those who are alone and don't know how to reach out to others, those who have so much in worldly goods but do not know how to give or receive love. Help us to give to others in ways that are helpful and healing. A smile and a word of thanks to a harried clerk in a store. A sincere gesture of comfort to someone spending this season alone for the first time in his or her life. A donation to the bell ringer who collects money for others. Help us share your love with all with whom we have contact. And then experience the miracle of what happens to us inside when we live in this way. Guide us as we grow in our understanding of this cup and why we come here each week to remember and be blessed. Let us share in the cup of salvation. Amen.
Let us pray. God of pregnant expectations, God of Christmas promise, God of childlike hope, we have eaten and drunk from your table. May the eating and the drinking fill us with the hope in the world of despair. May we be beacons of hope as we wait for the day when the world will be changed. Grant that this taste of your banquet, which is to come, would give us the hunger for peace and justice in our community and around the world. We pray this in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us join our voices with our closing hymn, the first two verses of Angels We Have Heard on High. Let us stand and sing, page 155. Receive this benediction. Let us go forth with eyes to see and ears to hear the voices to proclaim. In the ordinary and the vulnerable, God with us. In the challenge of the unexpected, God with us. In love giving life in justice and mercy, God with us. In the work of peace, God with us. Go now to love and serve your Lord. Amen.